What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live, out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. This is Rich from Rich's Barbecue, you know, keeping the shit live, okay? You're listening to the Airbuds Podcast. Finesse. All right, on the count of three, we count to three. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. What the fuck is going on, people of the internet or your phones, which is technically not the internet anymore. It's something different. My name is Hillary Bottom Clinton, and I'm running for Presidente. You are listening to the Airbuds podcast. Uh, my my other name is Jamel. I'm Kamala Harris. Yamala. And I'm Barack Obatum. There it is. Barack Yadam. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, guys. It's Happy been a basketball. while. Uh, kind of. <laughs> Happy birthday, first of all. Thank Jamel. you. We it's my us. fucking birthday, and I made these two come to my roof, in quotations, and we see are, me in yeah. person. We are currently, for the first time in months, recording uh, in person, socially distanced away from each other. Which, low-key, um, I think we might be better on Zoom. We'll see how today goes. We will see. But I think yeah. we were pretty strong in the Zoom era. Yeah, but, I don't even remember what this is like. This feels... Yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah. We are uh, currently outdoors on a rooftop uh, in the heart of Los Feliz slash Hollywood. So it's not really the heart of either. It's kind of the border of yeah, both. Yeah, we're just over there. The cops still float by my shit. Yeah. That's all um, you need to know. So if you hear outdoor noises, if you hear, uh, I don't know what someone is, what garden tool that is, but I hear it loud. It's I hear a bone copters. Saw. That's someone a bone saw. Cutting yeah. up a bone right now. Uh, someone is sh- shooting the remake of the Bone Collector, starring Morgan Freeman, right around the corner. And uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's beautiful no, to bone, see you guys in person. Bone Collector was Denzel. What? No, it wasn't. Are you thinking of Seven? Nah. I'm 95% sure Bone Collector is Morgan Freeman and what was the one with I want to say Julianne Moore. Like, what's the one with Denzel where he's like uh, paralyzed? He's like in a, you know what I'm saying? He's like in a hospital bed and Queen Latifah is his caretaker. John Q. And Angelina Jolie is the cop running around chasing some serial killer nigga. I don't remember that one at I'm, all. I, I'm, you might, he might have been collecting bones. What was the one? I feel like Morgan Freeman did six movies with Ashley Judd in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They were all like Kirk, Catch a Spider Woman. Yeah, or along, a sp- came, along Came a Spider. Yeah. Oh, damn, the spider came back. 
Uh, that spider. Okay, yeah. Spider's bone, coming for you. Yeah. The bone collector is Denzel Washington, Angelina Jolie, but I am thinking of a Morgan Freeman Young movie collector? with Ashley Judd. Spider-Woman. I don't know. Spider-Man. Sure. I don't know. Catch the spiders. There's so many 90s thrillers that just all seem the same. The itsy-bitsy Spidey. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Denzel. Sorry, I uh, got your movie wrong. Um, probably because I'm racist, and uh, you yeah. know I'm working on that. We're Come all on the show on and tell him off, Denzel. Please, I mean, yes, please, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime, um, guys. Uh, Jamel's been gone. Well, you know what? Let's get some business out of the way. Why don't we? Sure, we, do, a, we still do business. Yeah, we know. I, I got excited because I'm just seeing you guys for the first time in a while, it's and. Nuts. Uh, now, you know, I'm going to skip business. But, you know, we can't skip business because business is, is what keeps us in business. So uh, if you go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and write a review. We will read anything you write on the air. And Peter is going to handle this one today. Uh, I think we got a new one. Peter, what do yeah, you say? I'll, I'll do it. Also, tell them about the Patreon though, while I pull it up. Okay. Uh, if you want to support the Buds, hashtag support the Buds, go to patreon.com slash airbudspod for $5 a month. You get bonus content. You get video content. You get access to our Slack channel uh, where some of the greatest uh, weirdo basketball talk is happening. Uh, a lot of gear talk happening lately. Um, yeah. And uh, we're donating most of the money uh, to, to various good causes. Uh, so there's that. If you're just thinking of giving a little bit of money away, uh, why not give it away through us? And you can get give it away. Content. Give it away now. Mm-hmm. Oh, just shout out Anthony Kiedis. Um, mm-hmm. all right, also got- in the Slack. We got two reviews. Uh, the first one is by Little Stochastic Pimp Daddy. Um, and the title is, Hum, yeah. Nice to have a b-ball pod that doesn't rehash Zach Lowe takes. Oh, this is from last week. Yeah, we this, this is one? not a new sorry, one. We already sorry, read sorry. this one. But, you know. You, still true. It's a compliment, so why not still repeat true. it? Still true. We are still dumb. Oh, yeah, why? My bad. I did sorry to that. repeat it, guys. I did hear that one so last complimentary week. complimentary of us. I was, yeah. yeah. I got my days. Did you get? We got another five star. Yes, that's this is the one. Jaybird three hundred four with the title, five stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shout out to my kids Gemma and Calvin. Awesome podcast. Hashtag dumpster fire. Hell yeah! You started that phrase. You started that phrase in twenty fifteen. Dumpster fire. I did. I did. I was a little. I, I know. I don't want to say originator, but early to it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Gemma and Calvin. Uh, your dad hashtagged your names with dumpster fire. <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. I think he meant it as two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pulling for a meaning two separate things. Now, uh, Jamel, it is your birthday today. You okay. did just get back from yes. uh, from a whirlwind trip back yeah, yeah. on the East Coast uh, visiting family. Yes. Uh, how was that? It was any, good. any stories from the road you want to tell? Um, does it count as being a road dog if you're going to visit your family? No. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, but I did go to New York, which gives me road dog points. Uh, I, I went just to make sure I got it. Uh, it seems like it didn't work. Uh, what else? You traveled to the COVID capital, uh, a COVID capital of the East Coast, just to do Come Town, right? Yeah. Shout out, uh, recent guest Adam and Stav. Uh, yeah, you, you I can did hear Jamel Town, on that pod yeah. too. You, you'll hear me on Come Town in a full body condom. Nice. When is that coming out? I think it just came out. I think oh, they threw yeah. it straight up. This is a Patreon. But anyway, what else? Uh, what I do, man? I did some shit with the homies. I saw a bunch of friends. Uh, shout out to my guy Nunez. Uh, I was staying with him Nunez and his is girl. On the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that was, that was like week one. Uh, did that. Um, what else? Dad turned 60. How was the, how was the birthday party? Pretty tight. Um, until, you know, these old people, once they get a couple Michelob Ultras in them, they start to get a little rowdy, you know what I'm saying? And I'm DJing and like 
God damn, like... You're DJing your, your dad's yeah. own birthday party? I guess you can't really have that many people over, so you got to... Yeah, somebody had to... Can't just be a guest. Well, and things count. were cool. I mean, it was... I would say there was maybe 20 people at this thing. Mask on? Masks fully on. Some kind of distancing? Yeah, yeah. Fully distanced. And this is like outdoors. 20 people It was in the backyard. It was I saw fully the outdoors. It was yeah. fully backyardigans. And things were going fine until my mom had like two drinks. And then she starts like just yelling requests at me. And I'm like doing what she wants. What is she requesting? Just like uh, uh, fucking hood shit from the 80s. She's like, play the hood shit from the 80s. I, I, okay, mom, let me get there. And then my dad's like requesting shit like he was just he was just naming band members. He wasn't even giving me the name of the fucking band. Not even like one of the main like drills. Just yeah, like, like, not hey, even uh, Archie Bell, just um, the drills. Oh uh, yeah, it's this Marcus Miller song. Uh, when it come on YouTube, it come on after. I'm like, dude, you th- you want me to figure out your algorithm? I'm supposed to turn my laptop into your Wait, whatever you're using. Are your parents on like fully on YouTube digesting content that way, like a Gen Z kid? I think kind of. I think my wow. dad. I think my dad is. Doing things on YouTube. I think that's as far as he's gotten. Just like puts a song in and then lets it just auto play. Yeah, just lets him drag him out to, to jazz heaven. <laughs> Honestly, I I do that too. I'd like to put on just playlists of like uh, late 90s, 2000s music videos and just kind of... Uh, I mean, they're great. They're beautiful. Let Puff Daddy take me away for a Hype while. Hype Williams, come on the pod. Exactly, yeah. Can we get Hype Williams on this show? Are we at that point? I think we are. I think we can get Hype Williams. Not... <clears throat> because we're at a high point, but because he uh, is not as high as he once was, and so he might be like desperate to promote yeah, Belly too. If he's less hype, him. Williams. Yeah, we got to get all the hip hop guys. It's it's ho- it's an old nigga summer. Nas just came out. Excuse me, his shit is crazy. So now all the all the locks got one. You know, Joe Budden. I tried. I did contact uh, Maul's representative, whatever his email is. It's listed on his Instagram. Please come on the show, Mall, if you hear this. Oh, shout out uh, Joe Budden. Maybe we, we should uh, we should talk about this at some point. But oh, we uh, have to. The Joe Budden Bill Simmons beef is sizzling, guys. Wait. I love it. So, like, did Bill Simmons just become like president of all podcasting? Like, is Joe Budden like a sports like driven pod? That's what I didn't understand. I about think that, that I think I think what I found out in that episode of Joe Budden is Bill Simmons. Yeah. He is the sultan of podcasts. Somehow, somehow now officially, yeah, yeah. Now he's unofficially the sultan of podcasts, and he's, I guess, he's the uh, he's their black guy whisperer. He was in the <laughs> front office, like you know what? Oh, Joe Budden, yeah, he he saw the Kevin Durant Nas episode. They but they do know it in me. your they Bill like Simmons me. voice. <laughs> it's a hard voice to do, right? <laughs> They, they know me. They, yeah. they, they know me. It's pretty good, actually. I had Kevin Durant on my show like four times, so I'll yeah. talk to Joe. Some. Yeah. He's like <laughs> trying he's, to convince I Joe Budden. I listen to De La Soul. Oh, I get it. All right? I'm here. Let me just say this publicly. I know. I know what it's like. If you're a grown man, De La Soul should not be that good to you. Listen, I know Benner. <laughs> I, know, I know how you feel with me saying this, but how often are you really playing De La Soul at the crib? 
Not often, and it's also hard because they're not uh, streaming, though. Like, That's also a, true. A, a huge chunk of their record is uh, is fucked up because Tommy Boy no longer exists, and it's unclear about who owns their, their catalog. Um, but I think I would listen to it more. I think I would throw it on every now and then. But see, you white, too, so you got different rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Um, can't argue with that, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there's one thing that's true is you are white. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They, I don't know. I just was listening to some De La Soul, and I was like, this shit is turning me off right now. And I used to love those guys. I mean, they're definitely like uh, – uh, shout out to a friend of the podcast, even though he's never been on the podcast, but we all are friends with him, Open Mike Eagle. And his podcast, what had happened was with Prince Paul, the producer who did, who did the first few uh, De La Soul – uh, albums and I don't know if you've if you've heard that at all. Um, Mike is just literally just inter- interviewing Paul about each project, one one thing per episode. It goes all the way from like uh, from Stetisonic to, like, to Stetisonic to like uh, Handsome yeah. Boy modeling school and beyond. Oh, oh that's uh, vicious. And uh, but he talks about De La Soul in a way that it's like, oh shit, like it's just. I think the public per like perception of who they are is so fucking different than what they really were, and it annoys them to this day about it. Yeah, I know. I feel yeah. like they would really fight niggas, bro. Like, yeah. you could get punched in the face by a De La Soul member. Yeah. And all you think of is just, like, you know, a couple flowers. Right. They had, like, Kumbaya, my soul. They definitely were, like, marketed as the Kumbaya hip-hop group, the hippies with, like, the flowers and, yeah. like, the flowy clothes. And, and, I think and like, people would come up and, like, test them, and they would beat the shit out of people, like, I on the road. I think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I like the AOI shit. That's my favorite shit. When they tried, when they went like modern early two thousands. Yeah, that's like super. But it's like Kinda SNL like, for me. Like, I don't know. I don't watch SNL anymore. But there was a point in my life where you couldn't tell me shit. Like I was watching every week, and I loved it. Yeah. Shout out, Pascal Sam J. We do watch SNL. We swear. Yeah, <laughs> we watch all of Sam J's SNL. Come on, man. I'm yo. I'm giving NBC my money one way or another. So let's not even y'all, – y'all, y'all don't even need to see my stats. Shout out to that Peacock uh, subscription you're going to give me, the login. Yeah. Appreciate it. One time for my mom for giving us Shouts, all that login. Mrs. I think I have Johnson. it through your mom already. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Johnson. Thank you so much. But, yeah, uh, Joe Budden, uh, if you're not aware, we, we, we touched upon it. Uh, he's leaving Spotify uh, essentially because uh, he feels – like he is not prioritized and one of the main reasons there uh is that he feels disrespected because when his father was dying of covid and he took a couple weeks off from recording his podcast whatever it was yeah Uh, they had bill simmons call him up and be like hey bud how's your dad uh you know you can record podcasts from home it's really easy i can walk you through it and joe budden had never talked to bill simmons before did not know that bill simmons had his number uh, and just felt a little uh, disrespected by that. Is that fair to say, Jamal? I would say so. It seemed that way. Yeah. It seemed like Spotify isn't coming off the bread for this guy. So you need to come on over to the Airbuds Podcast Network. That's it. We're it's officially launching. I We're officially it. launching. It's us. Could we start an Airbuds like subsidiary? I mean, like, can we have a label cool? within our network? Yeah. Sure. Give us a label. Done. Okay. All right, come to the Airbuds uh, yeah. Podcast Network. Uh, we have weed. nothing to offer you Maybe except that, like we can probably make you laugh. I give you a lot of mids. Yeah, Jamel will definitely not let you go away. I got high. a. I have a Ford Ranger truck bed full of mids. 
for whoever signs. It's wild that you just like keep that in a tarp right outside your apartment in Hollywood. Hey, you'd be surprised. People ain't really checking for four rangers like that. If you see a truck bed full of weed in Hollywood, then you know it's entrapment. And you just walk right by it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Continue to uh, get your tacos. That's the cop's version of having like a dollar with like underneath a piece of poop or something. <laughs> you know what's funny? What if cops was much more like jackass? <laughs> and so like rather than like them like just like answering calls, it was just hidden camera pranks where like they're like, all right, we put this bike out there without a lock on and we're going to like try to trick I people mean, into stealing I think it. Cops was actually too similar to Jackass. That's, That's probably true. why it got canceled because they were like, well, this is easy. We'll just chase all these minorities and people who need help with drugs yeah. and turn it into a TV show for our entertainment. And I would hate to pitch. Actually, you know, I felt bad for even pitching an idea that would make cops a little more likable. I think making cops more like Jackass at all would, you know, turn these pieces of shit into likable figures. I don't want to see Steve-O beating an unarmed suspect. Yeah, I want to see Steve-O beating himself in the nuts. Yeah. Anyway, this is a podcast about basketball. <laughs> Whoa. Well, we got kind of uh, veered into uh, basketball territory with the police brutality bit ex- accidentally. Uh, it's been a weird week of basketball, right, guys? Yeah. It feels like basketball kind of shouldn't be happening. I mean, but I guess we just got to see how many stadiums are actually polling places. It does seem like LeBron is not messing around. And the fact that, like, him and Kawhi were going to walk was just such an interesting – it's just not what I thought. And I think feel like everyone, the overall narrative has been like, oh, LeBron's going down there to get his championship no matter what. Like, that's all he cares about. And that has just been proven wrong at every single turn. Also, shout out to LeBron's hairline, letting it ride. I'm proud of him. As someone who recently shaved my excessively balding head. You, you, that's all you. You love being bald now. Why can't I love myself? I've hated myself for 15 years about this. You've become, you're, you're like, you're, you're heading into that Larry David bald men club. Yeah. Elitist bald people. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> bald elites. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the guy losing. Oh, I'm the elite, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling you an elite. That's a compliment. I would fucking murder someone today and bury them alive if it meant I could have your hair thickness. No <laughs> questions asked. So you kill them and then bring them back to life and bury them alive? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd kill them. You I'd, said, give them I'd kill someone and bury them alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked, man. I'd kill them and then bring them back to life. Why wouldn't you use your fucking Wiccan powers to fix your scalp? Yo, here's the way to do it. You you pose as an ambulance driver. You find someone who's like injured, and you go answer the call, and Selena then you kind of just like mode, yeah. put your finger in in the wound until they die, <laughs> and then you revive them with the paddles, and then you go bury them. And then bury them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it gets me the hair, I'll take it, baby. <laughs> um, hair on my face. But yeah, I think you know um, the uh, the kind of the. The clearly uncalled for uh, seven shots in the back of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, kind of reshook the NBA a little bit, like kind of like woke them back up to being like, oh, right. We had like a social justice cause happening, right? Oh, right. Um, Education reform on the back of Gordon Hayward's jersey wasn't really 
the lasting change everyone was looking for. But I mean, I don't know, son. You guys are right. But like, how much is the NBA responsible for us? I would say NBA players are not responsible for us at all. Um, I would say NBA owners uh, should be feel some level of responsibility towards their players. These billionaires uh, who could literally Steve Ballmer and Jeannie Buss could like get on a conference call with Mayor Garcetti today and be like, "Here's the thing: you need to enact this, 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 and this. Uh, we need to talk about uh, defunding, if not reform." Um, or else we'll fucking leave our city. Do you think if L.A. was going to lose the Lakers and the Clippers, do you think Garcetti would not do anything? I think most of the owners are old white dudes who probably voted for Trump low-key. I mean, yeah, fucking absolutely. And they actually get helped by the police. This is the only group of people who actually get helped by the police. The owners, yeah. I think there was that article that came out or like Woj articles, like LeBron is seriously saying they will stop playing if the owners do not get their shit together. Like they will really, really strike. And I understand the narrative of, oh man, Obama killed Bernie and now he's killing this labor strike, but that does not feel to me like an actual, that feels like a larger narrative that doesn't really fit into like the moment. And I think that I don't disagree with it. I was the one in our text chain who was kind of like, this is Obama's fault that they're playing, which is, I think a little bit of both can be true, but if you turned the Milwaukee Bucks arena into a polling site or a place for voter sign up and turnout, like that's actually going to make a fucking difference because it's the margins in the cities of these big states are the ones that are really important. And motherfuckers will come vote just because it's in the stadium. It's like going to get a free T-shirt. Like, oh, shit, I get to just be on the floor. And shout out to the Atlanta Hawks who did this months ago. Yeah. Who were like, we're going to get on this like in June. That's strong. Right. Uh, we really just need like five states to let it happen. Yeah. The whole thing is controlled by like Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Florida, Arizona, North Carolina. Well, good luck uh, counting on the Sixers for help because their owners are all Trump people, uh, all ultra conservative dickheads. Uh, and also took this, <laughs> took this, the moment, the Jacob Blake moment um, to announce that they are looking for public funding for a new stadium in on Penn's Landing in Philadelphia, which would be a fucking disaster. Um, so fuck the Sixers in many ways. You know, I was looking forward to this episode because I was going to unload on the Sixers, and now it's like it feels pointless to no, do it. No, you no, might, no. You no, just got wrapped up. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get there. Let's yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah, you, get you, got a, you got a couple more bullets for niggas. Better yeah. get, it, get, them, get them off. The fire Brett Brown. Okay, great. Congratulations. Um... The coach was never set up to win. Uh, he was maybe even like never even supposed to win in the first place because he's definitely very good at player development, but uh, you know never really figured out a way to once his players are seasoned and ready to win, uh, figured out a way to get them to win. Fair to, to fire him. He had seven years, whatever. Uh, the idea now that the Sixers basically fired Elton Brand and then I'm sorry fired Brett Brown but then did not fire Elton Brand or anyone else in the front office and like and, and in fact said that they're going to keep Elton Brand uh and do a quote-unquote vague restructuring of of the power in the front office is insane because Elton Brand you know I like him as a player I liked him as like a team leader when he was playing uh he hasn't shown me anything in terms of being like a front office guy in fact he was kind of just like 
installed by the Colangelo's, who now like there's everybody that's in the front office are Colangelo like sympathizers. So I'm just like these morons traded away every asset that we had. Tra- every single asset. They they got rid of like we had players that if we just resigned. Like, they fucked over Jimmy Butler, who was exactly what we kind of needed. I hate saying we. The Sixers need it. Um, and no, you know, you're on the team. It's we. Yeah. I've, always, I've always hated saying we about teams I like, but, like, now it even hurts more because I'm just like, I don't like my favorite team. <laughs> I don't want to be on my favorite team. It reminds me of how, like, if Trump just would have done nothing but collect interest on his inheritance from, like, 1980, he would have, like, tens of billions of dollars but because he did so much of his own bullshit and kept going into bankruptcy that like he is so much poorer than he is that kind of feels like all the assets from the process yeah i mean sure yeah they basically they they were sam hinky gave them just this mountain of wealth that they then just like immediately like just fucked over through stupid trades and stupid moves, uh, dumb contracts. They're going to try to trade uh, Tobias Harris and Al Horford. They're not going to get much back. Um, if they just kind of kept the roster Excuse me. as it was two years ago, like we would be a much better team right now. Yeah. If you would have had Sarge Covington, J.J. Redick, even Fultz, just ride out Fultz. Nah, yeah. I think Fultz, we fucked that up so hard that we had to get rid of him. Well, the truth is, like, if you had Sarich, Covington, Tatum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Simmons, Embiid, TJ Maxx, McConnell. Nope. I, I would get rid of him still. Um, to have Tatum? Fuck a point guard. TJ Maxx, we, he, we just didn't renew his contract. Sure? He just He just got a new contract with Indiana. I'm just saying. We is that a McConnell yeah, jersey you got on? It is. Oh, that's Jermaine O'Neal. Are you kidding me? Are you crazy? I know. I'm kidding. Man, you guys are the fuck. I love that you guys have become us. It's awesome. feels good to have this weight off my back. Right. Yeah, except that you guys never like decided to suck aggressively for half a decade. Yeah, because we didn't need to because that's fucking stupid. Well, and it just like. We're also in the middle of doing that right now. We've sucked for three years. You guys did it by accident. Yeah. We did it on purpose because we were like galaxy brain, like, you know, <laughs> sucking to still suck is stupid. Sucking to get great is brilliant. And then like the brilliant part never fucking materialized. We're still fucking sucky and bad. I'll take Al Horford off your hands. Thank you. Please. Yeah, Better than Mahimi. Are you kidding? I don't know, man. Yeah, okay, uh, I Horford, do know. For, Horford for Beal. Okay, <laughs> no, you have to. You'll, you'd have to kill me. Someone, uh, actually, shout out to uh, Kevin Jones, my boss, was texting with some friends. He's like, Embiid and Simmons for Dame Lillard. Who says no? And I was like, uh, fucking everybody. Yeah, I hope the Sixers say no, but I, given their record, I, they might not. I was um, like, just like, I was like, he's like, Dame needs to be in the East. I was like, well, yeah, but like, when your second best player is. Either Shake Milton or like Al Horford, like that is not even close to a championship team. Embiid yeah. needs to go to Portland. Fuck it. I would. Yeah. Portland should be a destination. Lillard is everything. He's a generational guy. He's going to be like this for the next five years. I still don't think Portland is like that far away. I don't I, either. I think a fully healthy Portland for the season is. And they were exhausted. Yeah, oh, Nurk showed for this Lakers season. Nurk like, showed he was about it, and this was him coming back. He hadn't played in a year and a half, and he yeah. was straight to the bubble. Yeah, yeah. and 
I mean, the Lakers got to essentially rest for the eight seeding games. Yeah. Um, the Blazers had to. I mean, this is an original thought. They played eight playoff games and then You're came. You're not into a, a podcast series. of original thought. No, never have been. Anyways, the Sixers now are on a coaching uh, hunt, which I don't know. That won't fix all of our problems. I think Ty Lue needs to be hired. I think Ty Lue, uh, like I, I think I might have said this before, he's a witch. Uh, when Allen Iverson stepped over him in game one of the 2001 finals. Uh, he hexed the Sixers for eternity, and the only way to break the curse is for the Sixers to hire Ty Lue and for him to lift it. So hire Ty Lue. Okay. That's that's a good enough reason for me. Yeah. What makes him the answer? Just because he won a chip with someone else? Is he really going to get uh, Embiid to put the McDoubles down? I think he won two championships as a player. Brett Brown has five rings as a coach, and as an assistant coach. Ty Lue played in the NBA and has two rings, and I think that gives him more authority in a way. And I might be wrong. I don't, I don't know about Ben Simmons and, and uh, Joel Embiid's egos beyond what is reported, but like... They're reported to be strong, strong egos. Yeah. Do you get I rid of one I, or what? I think they should keep both. I mean, they're both fucking... Why are you saying it's so sad, then? Because... <laughs> I've... <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. I think I think it take, it's going to take someone for, like, Ty, Ty Lu maybe... And, again, I don't know anything. I don't know these guys personally. But, like, to me, Brett Brown could never, like, get them to do what he wanted. And he tried everything. And he even tried to, like, appeal to the press publicly to be like, tell Ben Simmons I want him to shoot a three a game. And it didn't work. And, in fact, Ben Simmons said, fuck you, I'm not shooting threes. Um, I think maybe if Ty Lue is like, I want you guys to learn to play together, and they're just like, fuck you, we have egos, and then Ty Lue is like, I have rings, and I fucking played in this league, and I know what I'm doing. So, like, I know you've walked all over Brett Brown, but, like, are you going to fucking walk all over me? Like, you guys are fucking shit. All right, we're back, guys. We had a little technical difficulty. I apologize. Yeah, I don't remember what we were talking about. The point was the Sixers are ass. Next thing. Uh, should we make some predictions? Let's make some predictions, guys. Let's uh, let's hop right in. There's uh, still some round one series going on, and then a couple uh, round two series have started. Uh, where do we want to begin? My first prediction is that Gilbert Dan Gilbert backs out of making a polling place for uh, the Cleveland area. Okay. I say that happens sometime in mid mid October. I'd believe that um, he would rather uh, implode the Quicken Loans Arena than let uh, minorities so vote. many black Democrats into his building. Listen, gotta respect him for his uh, you know staying yeah. the course. Any other predictions? All right. <laughs> In the East, RIP Sixers, Celtics beat up on the Raptors today. Let's talk about Celtics Raptors. I'm going to go with the Celtics. I just feel like like maybe Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the two best players in the series. And even though I like the Raptors as a team, it feels just like all you need is for each of them to pop off like one more time, and that's probably a wrap. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Raptors. I think the Raptors, historically, not good at game ones. Uh, they've got the championship pedigree. They've got kind of more seasoned veterans. Um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both very good, and I like them a lot. And, you know, free uh, Jalen Brown. I, I want him on any other team other than the Celtics. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just think the Raptors are a better team, and I think – there's still a lot of series to go, and I think this is going to go seven games, and I'm going to pick Raptors. Jamal? Uh, Celtics, six games. Two words, plus a couple more. Gordon Hayward is not there. Uh, the team will play better because he is not around. Uh, expect fantastic games from Marcus Smart until Gordon Hayward's return. Uh, yeah, I think I remember when um, – I do remember when Gordon Hayward went down game one of the Sixers series and Peter texted something like, congrats on the Sixers winning the series without Gordon Hayward there. And I was just like, they, like, this Celtics are going to be better without him. Not simply because uh, I think he is an emotional drain on them because of his weird politics and, uh, you know, fucked up insistence on sons being better than daughters yeah knob like uh, nature but he uh i think he's actually not a good fit for the team yeah you have two better versions yeah already he move, is he gonna be a free agent at the no he's they should, they like should move year, this nope. was year two of four i think nope danny ainge is an evil white demon and sign gordon long term because Celtics, like we talked, like Sam said, they want a they want a white star. Mm-hmm. They want a white star more than anything, more than a championship. Yeah, and but you know, much to their fan base's uh, dismay, uh, they there are two black stars who have kind of risen up beneath him, who have proven to be better versions of him, who are more durable. Uh, Why yes? But I'm taking Raptors. Okay, hey, that's fair. These are all fair things. We can be fair and balanced on this. Bucks is probably one of the two best series of the next round. Fist fights. I predict. I predict eight missed punches. I don't know if any other ones will connect, but my prediction is eight missed punches. How in many that of series. them are players from the Heat swinging at Jimmy Butler? <laughs> <laughs> Goran Dragic swinging at Butler at halftime. That's one of them. Goran Dragic averages two missed punches a game already. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a great bubble. Kendrick Nunn's <laughs> back. I think the Heat are going to win. I got the Heat in six in that one. I'm still going to ride the Bucks. I'm still going to fucks with the Bucks. Fucks with the Bucks. Is that, is that a thing? Well, there's a song called Fucks with the Tucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to. My meat I will beat to the Heat. Okay. <laughs> Heat and six. I think the Heat, uh, okay. they're not com- centimeters. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to do this, Jamel. There's a bee on your hat. Don't yeah. react quickly. Jamel, there is a bee, a bee like, crawling directly on top of your head. Right to the below and your right of the logo. Uh, I mean, oh, I, now it's on the brim. Now it's on the brim. Oh, it's, oh God. Oh, oh it flew away. Okay. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Sorry. It's going to be our outside. Listen, I got stung in the eye recently, so I'm a little Whoa. sensitive. Oh, yeah. You, like, canceled, like, four weeks of podcasts because of that. <laughs> did I, like, did so- I tell you how I was allergic to my Birkenstocks recently? No. 
What? Can you say that louder? I'm allergic to my Birkenstocks. Damn it, Peter Moses. Uh, yeah. Turns like I'm allergic to something in my shoes and on my golf glove, too. Just an oh, allergic wow. baby boy. Oh, are you allergic to doing sometimes. your taxes thoroughly? As well? I think so. I mean, I don't What's know. Some I other white things I can think of. Back. When Peter actually gets sung by a bee, he gets like five times better at doing taxes. <laughs> it's actually, a superpower. I think that's a deductible. <laughs> uh, Lakers and the Rockets. Well, we're assuming the Rockets are going to win, right? I think so. CP3 doesn't have one more spite ball left in him. I think all he has is spite. Um, he has two spite balls that he carries around all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, just the Rockets I think are a better team. I love the Thunder. I love their spunk. Uh, I love Shea. But, like, I don't know, just Russ and Harden are not going to lose. If the Rockets, which is this is basically impossible, but if the Rockets won this title, D'Antoni's in the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, Yes. Sure. Yes, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I guess specifically for 100%. winning this one. But I feel like he is without this title. What's his record overall? Dude, he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's won at least like 10 or 20 games. If you take out his runs with the Knicks and the fucking Lakers, he's um, a Hall of Famer. I'm looking him up. Yeah, no, he's a Hall of Famer, I think, for sure. I think anybody, any coach that is like coached for like five teams is a Hall of Famer automatically, right? This means you've stuck around and won enough games that you... You're pretty good. You're pretty good. Um, I'm taking Lakers, though. In, against the Heat? Taking Lakers against the Heat? I'm sorry, the the Rockets? Yeah, the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, I would take the Lakers or the Rockets, too. Um, I think... Uh, I don't have the stones to take the Rockets. I wish I did. I just think the... You know, like Jamel was saying uh, before, like... Just LeBron just needs to be shooting four feet from the rim or closer every every time he gets the ball, and they'll win. Uh, the small ball is not built to go against the Lakers, and they kind of got screwed in the seating because of that. But the Lakers shot if the if the shooting is shoddy, anything's possible. True. I think the only thing that's really possible is a couple games, uh, maybe Lakers in six six and a half. Shout out to Danny Green. I think uh, remember when it was like the last Spurs title, and he was like, "Oh, is Danny Green a superstar?" We thought Danny Green was going to be incredible, and then he had like five years of yeah, nobody, being bad, but he still wanted another ring with the Raptors. Nobody who catches and shoots is a superstar. Well, there was a moment where we thought Danny Green was more than a catch and shoot guy, which is dumb. We were dumb. Look, the mid two thousand, the mid two thousands, like Obama was president. We all had just stopped wearing Oakley sunglasses. Uh, yeah, you're making a, you're bringing up some good points. <laughs> Would you guys just not be surprised at all if I just one day rocked like some nah, solid nineties Oakleys? I would love it. Yeah. Would they I also think they're make back you allergic? Now. You're clearly allergic to white clothing. So you sure you want to do that? <laughs> That's true. I don't, I don't what if your doctor prescribed like a Fubu shirt? <laughs> for you he's like you have to wear these lugs you gotta wear peter, you have to, jumpsuit. <laughs> peter, you, you have to wear medicated lugs peter how do you feel right now because you are wearing khaki shorts <laughs> are you okay how's your breath honestly ever since i stopped wearing my birkenstocks and golf glove uh 
Listen, about six people understand this. I shot a 77 the other day, so my golf is on point. I mean, I don't this one fully understand golf? it, but you've, Was this you've, one taken me, 3? you've taken me golfing enough times where I understand that that is very good. Because like 72 is like like an average. Yes. That's like what you measure every other game against, yes. right? It was, a set, it, was, it was par 71, so I was six over for the day. That's what Tiger was doing was that all crazy. the time when he was on the pins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Congrats. No. Where'd you go? I uh, played in Pasadena, right by the Rose Bowl. Oh, at uh, Rosaka? Uh, at uh, Brookside, which is just like on the other oh, side. Okay, got it. Of the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it was six over after five holes, and then it was. Mike D'Antoni, even. 672 and 527. That's a win. Oh, yeah, he's going That's a Hall of Fame win. Just want to cut yeah. off that golf talk. I think over 500, I think. Cut yeah. off of the golf talk. I don't you know, know anything about golf, but Jamel, I feel like I knew yeah. one thing to help. We, Jamal, we got to get you out on that par three, dude. It's I the know, best. I know. And don't I have golf like gear. you wouldn't have an excellent time. You have I, more I, golf gear than I do, probably. Yeah, I have a great time. Yeah. Jamel's wearing one of Tiger Woods' red polos right now. Yeah. All right, last series, the Cops versus the Nuggets. I got to give it to the Cops. The Cops are on an incredible winning streak nationwide right now. The Jazz are the league's Cops. Uh, I I think the Nuggets are just a more talented team, but they just don't have uh, the killer instinct that cops do. And so, uh, yeah, I think, I think the cops are just, um, playing a little better. And like, as Jamel noted, uh, we do, uh, we do love Mike Conley. Mike Conley for a while was, was our kind of patron saint. Mike Uh, Conley is a cop on TV. He's a cop, but it's like, you know what I mean? He's iced tea or Richard Belzer or whatever. Yeah. He's copaganda. Yeah. He's like the one dude who's like, you know what? The, you know what I'm saying? Like like the uh, the sergeant just came in and was like, hey, the, the, are you looking at that double murder in the projects again? I told you close that case up. I told you give it to I told you give it to homicide. Winston. I love- he's like, nah, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna ride this shit out. I think, okay, you just unlocked a little bit, I think, why I get I get now why you love procedural so much because – we do live in a world where there are so many bad cops, and oftentimes procedurals are about the good cops that won't let things go. Um, so it's like the sergeant is like, "I told you, it's a like nobody gives a shit about that cold case," and then they're like, "But, uh, but sir, like I found I found out who did it. Like we can solve this." And like they're just like I they want to the do the right prints. thing. I have the, the dick system is telling him close the case. The dick print, yeah. Shout out to that guy when the the fingerprint iPhones first came out who put his dick on it. You remember that? No. <laughs> the guy synced his dick to, to his iPhone. Michael Bennett. <laughs> yeah, dude, no. that is some shit you like, would that do. That is so on brand. I just you remember, that on your I iPhone just remember seeing. I'm at Shake Shack. Let me just unlock my iPhone here real fast. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't look at my code. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. This is an Arby's. Yeah, pretty um, nasty. But anyways, yeah, I think I get it now. You you like you you want to believe that there are good people working in the system, and that's why you love procedurals. It's, and it's also once again so easy to watch when you when you get home from a day where you ordered a bunch of Popeyes chicken sandwiches for you and your homies, and the guy, the DoorDash guy arrives with his friend passed out in the passenger seat. And your bag of chicken sandwiches is on the, is on the passed out guy. 
And one of the stickers, one of the sealed bag stickers is, is undone. Ooh. But then you still eat the sandwiches. Well, yeah, what are you going to call? you going to rat out that dude? He's just trying to get by. You know? Exactly. I did have to give him three stars, though. But I just want to lie. I just want some good. I just need an episode of fucking FBI Most Wanted or something. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm taking the Jazz. I'm going to take the Jazz in seven. I think the Nuggets are just... They're, Ooh, so next the year will be better for them. That's good. What's that? I said Nuggets win tonight, though. Give me yeah. the Nuggies. Let me get those Nugs, Nugs, Nugs. It's Nugs in seven, or it's Jazz tonight. Yeah, that's Jazz agree. can't lose this game tonight. Can't. Too much momentum. You know so what? they could come out with the tight butthole. Nice to see, though, Donovan Mitchell show out in this series. I feel like there was some, myself included, Donovan Mitchell playoff slander. Same. So just yeah. you know, nice to see him thrive. That's nah, he all. got his shit off. I feel good. Um, in our Patreon Slack, there was definitely some Donovan Mitchell slander in general, and I pushed back against it a little bit, and I kind of got dogpiled <laughs> by a lot of Donovan Mitchell haters. Listen, you're very uh, blue lives sl- matter. Our on Slack all is jazz. super basketball DSA. Niggas is they really are. They are. They I love it. Head. I love I love them for that, but I just was like, I think Donovan Mitchell might be better than we we think. Yeah, but you also like you are like also the leader of the. Airbud Slack DSA. So when they come for you, like this is what. Oh, I'm created. a full on fucking communist. We all know yeah. that. That's been established on this podcast for years. Oh my god! Somebody texted me today. It was like, how come the air? How come you guys Twitter like hates basketball? <laughs> hey, who said that? Hey man, don't worry about who said that. Well, also, I don't hate basketball. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, I think he's just fucking around. I tweeted once, like, I don't think we should be playing basketball now. And I said, I th- I said, as giant basketball fans, I don't think there should be basketball being played right now. That's what I tweeted. Is that what they were referencing? Probably. Okay. But what are, we, what are they supposed to do? Okay, so no basketball until every cop who has killed an innocent person is locked up? Sure. That's like an, I, that's an ideal world, sure. But no, I think, like... Until the owners like actually do fucking something, like again, and I also understand like the players want to play, like they're fucking competitive people. They've given up so much to be where they are, like they should get to like finish this rather than like walk away uh, from a thing where like I just gave two months of my fucking life away from my family, and now we're just gonna walk away. That sucks. No, I want to finish my fucking playoff series. I get that, and I get that like. Some other players are like, why are we here? We never wanted to be here in the first place. Why did we come again? We were promised this opportunity to, like, have a voice for social justice. Education and, like, reform. Kind of, this has kind of got watered down. Like, it's it's a shit sandwich no matter what. I just think, like, when I see, like, Steve Ballmer tweeting about, like, the need for, like, police reform and the way to do that is for you to vote. And I'm just like, how – people have been voting. Like, we need you, the billionaire, to, like, fucking step up and do more. Stop well, some funding, of them yeah, haven't been voting. Stop funding the cops, Steve. I think a lot of people haven't been voting. That's true. Particularly in lo- local elections where cops are just eating. That's true. But, like, it's for Balmer to, like, be this guy with one of the, the 15 richest people in the country and one of the most probably the second most powerful position in the city of L.A. behind Cheney Bus, like – for him to just be like, we demand police reform, and it's on you to vote. Like it's like, no, motherfucker, it's on you to like go talk to our local officials and use your money and power to actually do something. Wait, I got a better idea. Okay, 
private police force, <laughs> Balmer Squad. <laughs> Balmer Squad goes head up with the cops. Balmer Squad versus the L.A. County yeah, Sheriff's Balmer Department. Balmer Squad versus the cops. It's like aliens versus predators. Shout out to, uh, I'm, I'm mentioning him again, friend of the podcast, Mike Eagle. He and I uh, had a movie set up someplace a while ago that didn't go anywhere, but we were, the, the idea was essentially uh, locally funded private police forces, like in the hood in Inglewood. <laughs> and uh, let's go. It was basically going to be like police academy, but like with like local neighborhood people. And I feel like. <sighs> It didn't end up going anywhere, and now I'm just like that movie is so pertinent right now. It could be good. Yeah, I might want to. I might want to circle back on that. Yeah, yeah, that seems good. It's like a neighborhood watch, but not with Ben Stiller. Exactly. It was all. It was also all about like uh, gentrification and the new NFL stadium opening up in in South LA. Now's the time. Oh my yeah. god. People didn't have the vision. Now they might have the vision for it. Man. We should probably cut this out. Shit. <laughs> All right. Anyways, happy uh, basketball, my dudes. Happy basketball. Thank happy you guys birthday, for listening. Jamel. Thank happy you so birthday, much. Jamel. We love you. We've missed you so much. Yeah, I I guess I'll finish the trip stories on the Patreon this week. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. get into it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna take me years to cut this episode together. Yeah, so. yeah sure. we got we got a lot of things There's cut so up in many. here. Because I went on a couple rants. Yeah, we lost some Biden stuff, which was probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vote for Biden, but it's okay to be disappointed that you have to vote for Biden. You can even write in that you're disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, you can write it and say, I'm disappointed, but this is the only way that we're all going to survive. So, yeah, love it. Yeah, Everybody vote. Please. <laughs> Please, Jesus Christ. <laughs> love you. Bye.